What is up, IDP Army? What is up, fantasy football fanatics, NFL draft fanatics? It's your man, Jordan Reigns, at 50 Shades of Drunk. Joined with my man, Billy, Hombre Vendor, Billy Manziel. We just got back late last night from the 2023 Reese's Senior Bowl week of practices. Uh, we were able to catch a lot of really cool action. We got a lot of really good clips. Make sure you are following us on social, on TikTok, at the IDP Army. Following us on Twitter, at the IDP Army following us on the YouTube channel if you're watching this there and on Twitter and all that. So go check out our shorts. Go check out some of our player interviews. But Billy and I wanted to kind of process the week, you know, what we saw, some of the, uh, you know, and now we've had a good night's sleep in our own beds and just kind of see, you know, where we're at with some of these players as we enter the the true NFL draft process. You know what I mean? Like this was the first week. Coaches are getting their hands, getting some of, getting a little chirping in the ears as some of these players. We get the game tomorrow. Um, so let's go ahead and do that. But real quick before we do that, I also want to give a shout out to our man, Mace Riney. He covered the Shrine Bowl. Go make sure you check out some of Mace's coverage on that. He was he had eyes over there. We had eyes at the Senior Bowl. Like I said, we do this shit for real. All right, Philly, how was your drive home? What's up? I mean, obviously, a 10-hour drive doesn't get any easier the more, you know, the longer it took to get here. But, you know, I wouldn't trade it for what we did this week. What I mean, the amount of people we got to talk to is just kind of like a whirlwind of like, I cannot believe, you know, we were talking to people from ESPN. We were talking to people from the ringer. We were talking to this person, that person, talk to players. Like it just kind of crazy that, you know, how much stuff we got done in the couple days that we were there. I mean, like I said, whirlwind. Yeah. I just want to say too, to any content creators out there, you know, all my Twitter homies that weren't there, just, this, you know, don't don't poo-poo on the, the senior bowl because you weren't there. You know, it, this is the beginning of the draft process. This is a it's a big deal. It's been around for over a hundred years. It's not something to take lightly. No, it's not something to weigh prospects in and set your rankings and forget them at this point. But just because you weren't there, don't 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 dog on it. it. It was really weird energy on Twitter this week from anyone who wasn't at the senior bowl or the shrine bowl. And it's just like, you know commune with us fellowship learn talk you know you don't have to actually be there to participate and we want you know this is about the players this isn't about us you know what i mean so let's let's look at these guys let's see what they're doing well let's talk to them find out how they plan to prepare and go through this process and let's see how we as fantasy managers can take that information support them and then go win our leagues so well, you want you want to know the weirdest thing like the, the weirdest part of this whole like energy about like poo-pooing the senior bowl it's like it's just like literally the, the motto of the entire event is the draft starts in Mobile starts like the beginning. This is the first chance that we're getting some first chance. Some of these guys are getting to talk to teams, talk to scouts like they're getting to actually have like one on ones with NFL coaches, because during the season, it's not like an NFL coach is taking time out of his week to go talk to a, a senior in, high, in college. Like this is the first chance some of these coaches got to see and talk to some of these prospects. So. Like I get it out there, like oh, they're just practicing in shorts. There's not, a, you know, it's not real competition. Like, okay, chill. The practice is twenty percent of what's going on down there. It, it is really not. I mean, it's fun to watch. It's fun to get the clips. It's fun for me and you to like put out the shorts and like you know the whole crowd to go wow when like a big catch or something happens. Like that part is fun, but it's, it's really the the connections of getting the whole process started. I mean, the combine's really where you get some of these, you know, people, you know, that's where you get every uh, prospect there. But like the senior bowl is just, it's just a good start. It's a good 
base level line, you know, of some of these lower level players, some of these outliers that, you know, we like to talk about this week, some of these players that are not necessarily going to go in the first or second round, but they might be going in the third, fourth, that your dynasty team is going to have on them. And you need to know who is somebody that you need to be looking into, somebody you don't. Like, it's just a good way of getting the names that people don't know out there, honestly. Yep, yep. Well, let's go ahead and jump into it then. Like I said, not a crazy in-depth show. We're just kind of process what we saw, share with you guys some of our notes, comments. As always, you know, subscribe to the channel, join the membership, join the Patreon. We got a couple of new Patreons over the weekend, which was cool. We got a bunch of new subs going. So things are kind of picking up around here, which is as to be expected. You know, we, we, we really are about this shit. We are outside. That's what we said all weekend. We really outside in Mobile. We aren't just Twitter fingering it. We're, we're pressing flesh. I saw, um, let's just go ahead and pull up the notes. Let's just go ahead and pull up the notes. So That's fine. Before we even get to the notes, but like just to whoever's watching, whoever's going to watch this video, like, you know, you might not think that like we, you know, we we're talking IDP. It might sound like we're in an echo chamber. We had a literal conversation with Stefani Bell from ESPN about IDP. Like we are trying to talk to the mainstream people about this game that we are playing and trying to, you know, push and love on this channel. Like we're out there trying to get, you know, ears. We're trying to get eyes on the sport. Like we're trying yep. to get support. And we got like we got an interview with Stefania coming up. We'll show it at some point on this channel. That yep. you know, it might make the it'll make the podcast feed soon. Keep an ear out for that. We'll put that in the title. We'll let you guys know. Part of it is already on the on the Twitter channel as well, so you can go check that out if y'all are interested. She was very receptive of the idea of IDP. She liked the IDP, and she gave us good practical advice, actionable advice on how to grow it, which was interesting and just a. One moment, I want to shout out women in the industry. It's so refreshing to talk to a woman of a high level and high caliber doing fantasy football. And she gave us some meaningful, constructive criticism and feedback. I wouldn't say criticism. I would say feedback. Talk to so many men, guys, you know, bros in the fantasy industry. And they all say the same thing when you bring up IDP. They just It's an echo chain. They don't really, they're not really thinking. They're just saying what they saw their buddy say. So I will say it was... The value of having both men and women and having more women enter the fantasy space, in my mind, is is huge for the next steps because guys are following all each other around in the same circle. You know, women are looking at that circle like, well, maybe we can make a different circle or a better circle. And I want to shout out all the women that watch our channel. We do have quite a few female subscribers and listeners and stuff like that. So we see you, you know, we, we appreciate you. And uh, yeah, so let's, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's talk about these players play. Player, player. So go ahead and talk me through the national team notes here, which you have. Um, I'm going to pull up some of Jim Nagy's stuff as well, because we did get the player of the week uh, that got voted by their teams and all that. So just go ahead and break down here some of your thoughts on Hayner and all the things we saw. Yeah, I mean, so it's just starting out with the quarterbacks. Um, obviously, it was not a good group of quarterbacks on either side, but we'll start with just the national team first. I would say probably Jake Hayner. He started out the week rough. I would say second day still was not clean, but he started to look better. And by the third day, he probably was the best quarterback out there. But I'm not saying that's by much. I still think Jake Hayner is a day three guy. I just think like, you know, we're starting to split hairs here towards the end. Like none of these guys have worked their way into day two. I did see like Todd Mache. I think he put out an article um, that said Jake Hayner might be able to scratch day two. There's always a chance. Uh, cause QB is a huge need in the NFL. And so I could see just on that kind of basis him getting up there, but in my opinion, he was just the bad, be best of a bad batch. And 
Unfortunately, Jaron Hall was very hit or miss, and so was Malik Cunningham. Malik Cunningham, I mean, you were even mentioning it while we were there. His decision-making was a joke. I mean, he, he just could not decide, you know, in drills where there's no defenders. Like, literally, you just have to throw the ball to a receiver, and he, he couldn't really make those uh, choices. And it's kind of how Malik Cunningham's entire season was. And, you know, that just kind of stinks. It, it just stinks that this year's quarterback class was not great. And Nagy said that going in from the press conference, but it kind of came to fruition as well. I'm, tomorrow's game is going to be interesting uh, because I don't think the quarterbacks are particularly special. No, you're right. And I'll echo what you said. You know, when I went down there for the first time in the Senior Bowl in 2020, you know, I honestly only remember seeing a ball, you know, bounce off the turf maybe once twice the whole time I was there from the quarterbacks. I saw quite a few airmail passes yesterday. Um, saw, saw a couple of picks, a lot of just bad placement overthrows and just, you know, guys kind of just timing was off from the quarterbacks. You don't love to see that. It made it hard for the receivers. I feel like to really showcase at times, but uh, you do have Trey Palmer down here below. I will say we did put a really, there's two really good shorts up on the channel right now of him. He was up against this defensive back, um, from Illinois. No, it wasn't Illinois. What was his name? I forget what his name is, but he was up against this one particular cornerback from Iowa, I think is what it was. And they had a good two reps, and I got both of them. One, the DB one in the back of the end zone, which was an amazing play. And then the other one, uh, Trey Palmer, little push off maybe, but I watched it. Really, it might have been called, but who I knows? watched. Well, the, the refs didn't call it. All, the, all his boys on the sideline were like, push off, push off. But I watched the ref on the side, and he gave him the TD, and I watched it in slow motion. I was like, click, click, click. He does throw his throw him a little bit, but the guy was already just going. Like he, it was really more of like almost like a shrug as he turned and they flipped that other guy around. But anyway, we right. saw some good, we saw some really good battles there, and that was the thing. You know, you you saw the guy, you could kind of tell who was a little a cut above the rest, honestly. Which you know, I was talking to some of the scouts and some of the guys there too. You know, it's interesting to see that here, and then know even the guys that get to the next level from here, those best guys, even some of them may not, you know, pull through or push through. So we have to, you know, again bear that in mind as we go through this whole process. But I saw you had defensively Andre Carter here. Um, I will before I ask you a little bit of what you thought about him. I, I kind of noticed the same thing. He was a little thin. He looked very, very, very athletic. I mean, he looked like an like a LeBron James, like power forward type, maybe, but I think he needs to put on probably 20, 30 pounds before he's really gonna be able to, you know, deal with some of these beefy offensive linemen in the NFL. Yeah, no, I agree completely. And I think that's one of his notes. I mean, I did hear some of the media you know, people that were around us asking, have you ever thought about maybe moving to tight end? Because he really has, he's got a tight ends build. Yeah. Um, it really said he was really adamant about not doing that. So I don't know what that conversation is going to look like. Obviously when we get to the combine, we'll see if he's bulked up or he doesn't try to make a position switch, but he just doesn't have, he doesn't have the size to be a linebacker, but he doesn't have the weight to be an edge rusher. So he's kind of in that middle ground, where I don't know what he would work out as because he is good in coverage. He's just not necessarily like elite at it. And what we thought last year when he came out, I think he had 16 sacks in college last season that, okay, he's you know going to move forward. But unfortunately, I don't know if that's going to happen for him. Yeah, it'll be interesting. He's a guy we'll have to keep an eye on. If he does bulk up a little bit, like you said, he's athletic. He's going to be a playmaker. So we do like that for IDP. Um, last couple of guys you got here before we move on to the next group. And I do want to kind of just browse through these notes, but these guys look like they're all on the other team, right? 
most of these guys. Yeah. Uh, American team. Yeah, we're talking national team right now. So let's we'll go ahead and finish the national team, and then we'll look at the uh, who got voted as their winner. Because I know we interviewed quite a few of the guys on the American team, so we want to talk about them. But it's we'll true. wrap up wrap up the national team thoughts here. Yeah, okay. So just quick hitters here. Keon White from Georgia Tech, defensive lineman. We didn't really get to see a lot of their drills because they were hiding them basically down at the far end zone, and we didn't really get to watch them go one-on-one with the – um offensive lineman but i I watched a couple clips i've 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 consulted people's notes and it seems like keon white might have made himself some money this week uh isaiah foskey the defensive end he just looks the part i mean everything that he was doing made me think okay he's gonna make the move from a day two to potentially a day one so i would definitely wait late you know wait in the first round maybe he goes um we'll kind of see um also elijah higgins the wide receiver from i believe stanford i can't remember exactly um he's 6'2 228 and they were trying him out at tight end on the last day which is interesting because he honestly looks a lot bigger than 228 and 6'2 he looks massive so it kind of made sense that he was starting to work with <clears throat> tight ends so that'll be interesting and then just to close it out obviously when we talked the first show roshan johnson got hurt day one and left the senior bowl and so Cameron Peoples, our guy from Appalachian State, we interviewed him a couple of times, um, and he seemed to be running away with a week um, on the national team at least. Yeah, Cameron Peoples. Is that how you spell his name? Yeah. Oh, nice. He was he was a good he was a cool dude to meet, good dude to talk to, and like you said, he he kind of popped a little bit uh, that second day. He was catching the balls, and he was probably the best size of any of the running backs there too. Uh, so run blocking he he was the best one in that drill i mean while the rest of his contemporaries were kind of winning and losing he was consistently winning um when they were doing pass blocking drills which is what made me immediately take notice because he is a taller guy six one so mm-hmm. that could be a big thing going into the next uh yeah next level that could be that could be very meaningful because we saw tajay uh spears get thrown around in pass blocking drills was like run over pretty much. So that was not yeah. a great thing to see. But I'll just go ahead and move on to the American team. <clears throat> and before just we notes do- to the the people out there, um, we were much more excited to watch the American team every day than we were yeah. to watch the national team. I maybe the game is going to go a completely different direction, but I would be very much shocked if the American team didn't just blow out the national team. Yeah, we probably should have opened both shows with the American team instead of the national team. Probably so, probably so. It's the much more exciting group of players. Yeah, the next group of guys that we got that we're going to go over is a lot more exciting offensively, uh, for sure. Defensively, there's some good guys. I thought overall through the whole week, the defense did better just in general. But uh, stick around. Mm -hmm. We'll be right back, and we will get to that. Looking for the ultimate edge in fantasy football? The Ultimate Fantasy Index is finally here. The Ultimate Fantasy Index features the Ultimate Dynasty Index, the Ultimate IDP Index, and the Ultimate Best Ball Index. Each index features tiered rankings that are updated daily, which means you'll have a clear understanding of not only who the top players are, but also who the next best options are. More fun, more football, more fantasy for the culture. Join the IDP Army and start winning your leagues today.
That's right. Be about it. Don't just talk about it. Win your league. Support the IDP Army. The easiest way to support us and keep us going, keep sending us back to Mobile, moving this brand, moving all of us up in the world and your fantasy teams up those rankings is to become a member. Check out our premium rankings. We would love to see you in there and in the Discord as well. All right, let's go ahead and jump into this American team. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pull this in. Um, I kind of want to just, before we even do that, I want to talk a little bit about the running backs and this guy in particular, Eric Gray, because I did get to talk to him. It looks like he was here. He was voted by his peers as the running back practice player of the week. That's not a small thing. You know, the, you know, the players out there competing that they recognize that he was looking pretty good. I thought he had some really great plays. I was going back and watching a lot of the clips that I took. What were your thoughts on Eric Gray? You were an OU guy. So you probably have, you, you seem like you were a little less excited about him than I thought you would be. Maybe that's because you're trying to overcompensate by any sort of bias that you might have. But what, like, honestly, like if his peers thought he was that good and we saw some good looking running back play out there, um, this is a pretty big, uh, pretty big feather in his cap, in my opinion. What do you think? I mean, I'll have to agree. I I don't know what their I don't know what the basing of like the voting for this award is. It like is it like the best player improvement all week? Like, is it just the best player that I has think been it's there? just I the don't... guys? I think from what I remember when we were there, they just asked the guys in the when the when the one on one drills. So it'd be like, I guess they would have probably been judged by the linebackers. Who was the best in the group you guys went up against? So your one-on-ones. And then whoever has the most votes. So like the defensive lineman would vote on the offensive lineman. Offensive lineman would vote on the defensive lineman. So I think, so they kind of do that because those are the guys that play against each other the most. I think that's how they do it. I don't know. I'm not, I'd have to vet that. But from what I remember, that's how they determine. So you were kind of picked by your peers. So like if you're there with a bunch of your boys, obviously you're probably going to get, you know, a little more love depending on the situation. But Again, to me, it seems like, you know, this is not something that, you know, your agent probably didn't pay for this. You know what I mean? Right. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't figure that. I just don't know, like, what the criteria was. But if that's what it is, then, I mean, fair game. I, I just, my opinion, the best player on the American team running back-wise was Tajay Spears. But Eric Gray, I mean, he was a dual threat running back i mean he can pass catch really well he's running he can run really well he showed a lot more this year power wise than he had in years past um he just was not necessarily my favorite of the group but at the same time you know i can't argue with him being voted the player of the week what do you think about chase brown he got voted player of the week on the running back on the other side a lot of guys were talking about him dropping passes and stuff and i did see him have a couple of tough situations but like couple of them are just bad again bad throws i mean you're getting thrown to by you know goober mcbride and you know jimbo whatever you know these guys again we were talking about <laughs> it was tough out there i mean there was a lot of reps i felt were wasted reps for everybody um but chase brown kind of another guy to keep an eye on you know and the reason i bring him up is because just running backs they're so easy to fade down to the bottom of the list and then they pop up for like a four-week run, you know, week 12 through, you know, 16 and win your league. So keep an eye on some of these guys that are definitely going to be projected as later players. Um, I'll kind of keep browsing these, but let's go ahead and get back to your notes. Sorry, I just wanted to talk about them because I was just kind of hype. No, you're fine. I, I just, in my opinion, this entire American team is was the wide receivers. I mean, just every wide receiver in this group particularly made a nose. Like, I, did, I didn't even write down all of the players, like, uh, there was that guy Wayne, I think, from Jackson State that you got that like really good pass on and made a really Jaylen amazing Wayne. catch. I didn't even write him down, and he, you know, was making plays out there. But mm -hmm. um, I would say overall, I would 
think Dontavian Wicks was probably my favorite of the wide receivers. I just he I think he looks the most ready to go to the next level. Um, and just like his catches, his cutting, like everything about him just screams he's going to make it at the next level. But I mean, the other guys I've written down here, Jonathan Mingo, he looked looks ready to go. Perfect he looked size. Re- NFL, he looked ready to go. He looked like he could go out there and immediately play some meaningful snaps pretty quick to me. I mean, I'm not a talent evaluator, but he was obviously better than a lot of guys there. Right. And just some of these guys, just like you look at him and you're like, okay, that guy looks like he's going to make it. Like you, you just like see him and you're like, okay, I get it. I get mm-hmm. what, why you're here. I get what you could, you're going to be able to do. Um, obviously, team is going to matter a lot where some of these guys land because they can't just rely on talent like some of the guys at the top of the draft will but at the same time these guys could slot into that two wide receiver two or three slot and make big plays immediately if they get put on the right situation um the other ones from this one are tank dell uh i don't know how it's going to work at the next level i every play that you watch him in it's a wow play i mean he's just shockingly good um, I don't know if he's going to start as a returner and then maybe he's going to work his way up to the starting level. We had Andy Isabella uh, a couple years ago. He was about 5'8", five, 5'9", five, and you know we saw he went to the Cardinals, didn't really ever work out um, for them. So I don't know. I, I think for Dell it's going to have to matter where he goes. But, I mean, it was hard to argue that he's <clears throat> one of the best receivers out there this week. I don't care what size he is. He was catching the ball, his cutting, his ability to go even on one-on-ones, like just speed getting people through. Um, he was just amazing. And so I, I think that he was incredible. And then finally, the guy from Princeton, Andre, we need to find out his last name because I think it's Isovius. Um, I would say day one, he was like the most wow player out there wide receiver-wise. But, uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily bad by the end of the week, but it wasn't as – wowie as it was the first day and then finally Rasheed Rice who we were all kind of impressed and ready to see when we got there what did not have a great week in my opinion I I think that we all were hoping he would take a day two spot into a day one spot this week and I think that he if if anything he might have worked his way down the day two board a little bit by just not impressing because at this at if you just went off what we did this week which I know it's senior bowl it's a all-star game if, mm-hmm. if it was my money, I I would take Mingo or Wicks right now over Rice, and that was not at all what anybody was thinking going into the week. Yeah, again, it's like when you see them standing next to each other and all that, you know, you, you do kind of – you can't help but say, like, you know, this guy looks a little more durable, and, you know, that has to be part of what it is. And also, like you said, it's more prototypical. When you coach other players with other similar size, similar athleticism – and that's your job to be a coach, that's what you're good at, you're going to look for players that you're going to be able to help and work with and know, obviously. So that's also going to give guys with, you know, the more atypical size or more typical size a little bit of an edge because it's a lot of risk, you know, whenever you take a guy like that on and maybe you haven't coached a guy that size at that level, but you see the potential. You as a coach are putting, you know, essentially your organization and your reputation on the line when you do that. So there is a lot to weigh. And I definitely understand why you would say, you know, and where we're at now. And this is why we go through this process. You know, guys move up, guys move down as we have more interviews, as we get more medical stuff coming out, as we get more tape, as we see them play against each other one on one. When we see them in this environment where they're kind of in a vacuum, they're no longer working or, you know, working, quote unquote, for the organization, the program, you know. But they're not in the NFL yet. 
they're this is one of the few moments in their lives where they're just guys, you know, and they're really of of their own of their own making. These next couple of months are really are you about it or are you not? You know, we've prepared you and we're getting you ready. You jumped into the process. So that's why we evaluate this process. That's why, you know, even though I'm don't watch a lot of college football, I really do enjoy doing this. I enjoy going down there and seeing the players with my own two eyes without any sort of preconceived notions, without any sort of preconceived um, biases towards a team, towards a player. I don't know who a lot – didn't know who a lot of these guys were until we got down there. You know, and I start to study them, watch them, meet them, learn about them, you know, and it's, it's a fun process. It's an interesting process. Um, all right, let's go ahead and talk about Tajay Spears. You said he was your favorite running back this week. Um, go ahead and talk a little bit about him for me. So he did okay. have he had quite he had the best run of the week and he had some soft yeah. hands too. Yeah, and here is the the issue I think that we're gonna have with Tajay Spears is like he looked great at practice. He looks, you know, if you go back and watch the tape, he was amazing. His last game that he played in um against USC was just incredible in that bowl game. I mean, he had 300 yards. That's kind of hard to 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 say that he was bad in or anything i just i'm worried that we're gonna fall in love with him too much i think we're gonna damian pierce tajay spears but i don't know if that's gonna work because it's not like he was dominant in any of his drills um the run no. that he did get it was a very well blocked play i mean i i don't know i'm nervous more than i'm like I, I, he did have the best week. I'm just, I'm, I think I'm more nervous about taking him higher than where he was going into the process. Like I just kind of, I think that he's going he's boosted his value too much in dynasty drafts to where if you take him in the second round, you're looking at far more bust potential than like potential breakout where if you took him in the third round or lower, I think it would be a good pick. It would be a good value pick, but like second round, honestly, at this point you're going to be reaching a little bit. And any of your, if any of your peers, you can talk them into taking him in the first round, let them do it because this, he is way more of a question mark than a sure thing. And I don't want to take a question mark that high. Fair, fair. To me, he looked explosive, but again, like I'm not, I'm not like a comp guy, but if I had to comp him to somebody just watching with my eyeballs, I mean, I'd probably comp him to Devin Singletary. I'm a big Devin Singletary guy. So to me, that's not bad. You know, but to a lot of people in fantasy, I mean, there's people in fantasy football and dynasty circles that would literally tell you that Devin Singletary is worthless because they only have the best blah, 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 blah. Guys like that you can win championships with. So don't, you know, don't overpay for him. Don't think that necessarily his career is going to blow up. You know, we'll have to see. Um, I wanted to talk before we talk about you have Julius Brent here. Defensive back that I really liked, I just found him on the list here, was Riley Moss. That's the guy from Iowa that I really like. Cornerback. Yeah. He was, he, again, that one play against Trey Palmer that I had, it wasn't even – it was just one real bad decision kind of. He turned his hips the wrong way, but even up to the point where he got off of him, he was glued to him. So I wanted to highlight his name so I didn't see it here in your notes. And then another guy I wanted to highlight who was a wide receiver, and this is going back to the national team, sorry, but I thought Jaden Reed showed a couple of pretty little nice catches there. Um in that first practice or in that second practice too, in the one-on-one. So just wanted to bring him up as somebody to watch, but go ahead and talk to me. You had an eye on Julius Prince the whole time we were there. What did you see? Yeah. I mean, the first day he, I would say the first day was probably his best day. Day one, second day he had a moderate practice. 
Um, and then day three, we did not get to see, but, uh, the first day he's just, he is so tall that it just, it, it, he can cover anywhere on the field. I would really love to know if he's thinking about moving from cornerback to safety, but last year we saw Tariq Woolen in a game like in this game and he really improved his stock and he ended up being, you know, one of the potential defensive rookie of the years. I think Julius Brent has that exact same model behind him. I think he could be one of the best DBs in this class. I don't think he's going to go in the first round, but I think some team is going to get an absolute steal in the second or third round. I think he's definitely worked his way up there. If not, he's like on the edge of the first round even potentially. So I think when it's all said and done, whatever team he lands on, like give him to Seattle or give him to one of these teams that's like really heavy defensive minded, uh, like Houston, give him to Houston, something like that. And I think we could be looking at a very important IDP piece here, potentially. With Brent? Julius Brent? Yes, Brent. Yeah. yeah. If he went to Houston, he probably couldn't play safety because they got a couple of nice safeties there. But um, Well, I meant like if he was still I know a cornerback. What you mean. I, I know what you mean. Oh, okay. Um, here's that Jaden Reed who I just brought up. And actually, here, here it is again, too. Player of the week by vote of his peers in the national DB group. So that is how they do it. They go up against the group of guys you went one-on-one with. So that's, again, I just brought him up and I just saw this. Uh, Jaden Reed, keep an eye on him. But back to the American group. Tight ends were interesting. There was Musgrave, who we both liked. Uh, Braden Willis, who you said, and he talked. we talked with him a little bit. You know, very versatile player, taking running or quarterback snaps this year. You said at OU. Um, sticking mm-hmm. around, he talked a lot about his leadership, um, you know, and I think that that's – and he talked about how this last year was special for him. And uh, he came across to me as a very genuine, kind of like a power – like I don't want to say like a vibes guy, but very much like a locker room, like presence type of guy where it's like he can add value just by being around a group of people. He's one of those people where it's like yeah. you can find – I felt that energy off him where you can put him in any kind of group and he's going to make it better. That's the, This is the kind of thing you can highlight at the Senior Bowl. So tell me what you thought about these tight ends. Go ahead and talk first about Musgrave, but then I'll let you talk about your man, Braden. Well, Musgrove obviously is – I mean, I think he's the best tight end there. I mean, Nagy, when we went into it, said that he was, you know, uh, potentially a first-rounder. I can't disagree. I don't think he did anything this week to hurt himself. I think, if anything, he probably was meeting with teams and probably helped his stock quite a bit. So I wouldn't actually be shocked to see that. Um, as far as Braden Willis goes – the thing that I found really interesting about him was that every quarterback seemed to use him as their like dump off option. Like every quarterback kind of like felt that he was the, the safest answer to go. A lot of the drills that we saw when they would have, you know, a tight end to the left and a running back to the right, he would, they, they would mainly pick if there was nothing open downfield to drop it off to him, which I don't know. I just, little nugget that I picked up that I'm just like, if somebody get if they get him on their team, if, if he gets put on a team, I think that he could potentially be one of those safety blanket type of players that, you know, quarterbacks love to have because they know if they throw it to him, he's going to be able to get at least six yards out of it. The old, the old, the classic Austin Hooper. That's what we call that. He's going for seven yards, boys. Got him. Something right, like that. Do. Talk to me about Braden Willis though. How is he, what do you think his path to development could look like? Uh, in an ideal situation, I I don't know because he's much shorter than all the other tight ends out there. So I again that that's why I think that a lot of the quarterbacks were kind of vibing towards him and throwing him the ball. But like I don't know 
I don't know what position he ends up playing. There was a rumor that he might try out with a fullback group going into this week. He didn't end up doing that. He stayed with the tight ends. But I just – he's too tall, I think, to even be a fullback. So, I don't know. I, I'm yeah. interested to see what happens. But he is a guy that can do a lot of things. So, I just feel like a weapon like that might be useful. I mean, we saw – I don't think he is at this level because Taysom Hill, when he was in college, was actually a quarterback. And then he moved to tight end, which is quite a bit different than what Braden Willis would be coming from a tight end to potentially being like, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. random gadget player like that. But who knows? Maybe he could be used some in that kind of thing. I think yeah. a coach would have to find him and fall in love with him. You know, if we're thinking about this the right way, Sean Payton is in Denver now. If Braden Willis ended up in Denver. PFF would make him the number one tight end in fantasy football. Well, that's true, but they would probably still have Albert O, even though he was there. But, like, I don't know. Could Sean Payton find some things for Braden Wills to do? I don't know. Interesting. I you think know, I gonna, Sean Payton would gonna, be a guy that would use him. I was going to say, too, I mean, I hate to bring him up. I mean, like, he seems like a Kyle Shanahan-type player, too. The kind of player yeah. that Kyle Shanahan would reach for for no freaking reason, knowing full well he doesn't need to. And he would turn him into a superstar playing, like, a hybrid fullback wideout fucking tight end position where he just i don't know like you said he he needs the kind of coach that can see him not as a positionless player you know what i mean um as a guy that's like all right like i need this and there he's a, he's a weapon so i'm gonna right. bring any any final thoughts here i saw you said linebacker audrey miller look i just want to i just think this is one of those names that we need to mention now and get ahead of it because like just every rep that Aubrey Miller was a part of, like he was bull rushing over defensive players. He threw Tajay Spears aside one time with just like a, like everybody in the crowd around me was just like, Oh my God. Like I could, like nobody could believe what we just watched. And Mm -hmm. he just feels like one of those guys that's going to rise up to be like a third or fourth rounder, kind of a sleepy, like he's going to end up somewhere where like, you're like, Oh, okay. That's just another name. But I think he's going to end up being like a really important piece of the, you know, IDP cycle at least. And just think it's a name we need to know because he went to Jackson State, which, you know, HBCUs haven't really been a huge, you know, talent pool that we've used. But like he was really showing out. So I, I think he is someone that we need to need to be looking at. Keep an eye on Aubrey Miller. <clears throat> All right. Well, I don't really have any more comments. I'm excited to watch the game tomorrow, especially now that, you know, we have a connection with both sides of the ball. We got tons and tons of interviews. The content that you see out on the channel right now is like the tip of the iceberg. So keep an eye out for more interviews with Bosky, Trey Palmer, Wicks, Darius, um, Darius Davis. Who else? Are we Trey, Nathaniel Dell. Yeah, yeah. Andre we got Carter. Of, we got a lot of really good interviews. We're going to be putting them up. We're going to be covering these players. I mean, this is what we do. This is the dynasty season. We're going to be watching these new players come in. We're going to be reevaluating all the old stuff as well. Just a reminder, you know, I had a few questions about the index and the rankings in the Discord. Um, we update that daily. It's not by any means like when you buy it. Like I don't promote it as like this is a finished product and here's a list of like what like I just created this. Like it's kind of a, it's a tool. It's a, it's an index. It's like almost like an AI. It's in perpetuity. It's changing. It's evolving. Made changes in it just this morning. You know, move some players up, moving players down constantly. So if you see a player that, or you have questions about a player that maybe isn't in there, shoot us a note in the Discord. 
odds are we have the list of players we are adding. We are still trying to add to the production profiles we have in there with the players that we think we, you know, we want to highlight and have the most value to you right now. But thank you to everybody who is in there. Thank you to everyone who tuned in. Thank you for everyone who listens to the podcast feed. Good luck to all the players at the Senior Bowl this week. Hopefully they all perform well. Hopefully everybody comes out completely healthy. And uh, we can call this year at the Senior Bowl a true success for everybody on both all three sides, on all three phases, offense, defense, special team, and with the media folks. So any final words, Bill? Um, I was going to say also in the index, we have the rookie rankings. Um, So as you're getting closer to rookie drafts, um, I'm going to be updating those probably daily, just depending on what news here, you know, what I'm hearing here, what I'm hearing there. And just kind of moving those players up and down. We're also going to get their, you know, pro or college reference page in there so you can check out their stats, see what they did this season. But as far as like the rankings go, it's just going to be a good use if you're in a rookie draft coming up here anytime in the next like two or three months before the draft. Um, there will be a good way to check out, you know, a, a ranking system that I don't know. I think it makes sense. Amen. All right. We love you, IDP, my army. Be good. Remember, IDP and the P. Is for positivity. Looking for the ultimate edge in fantasy football? The ultimate fantasy index is finally here. The Ultimate Fantasy Index features the Ultimate Dynasty Index, the Ultimate IDP Index, and the Ultimate Best Ball Index. Each index features tiered rankings that are updated daily, which means you'll have a clear understanding of not only who the top players are, but also who the next best options are. More fun, more football, more fantasy for the culture. Join the IDP Army and start winning your leagues today.